Hey, listen up. If Taylor Swift is on the front of your mind, you are absolutely banned from Hotepistan. The Griff Report starts now. Two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. Of all the Jesuses I know, he's the Hotepiest. Social scientist and YouTube host, Hotep Jesus. How the fuck do you get a name like Hotep Jesus? The one and only Hotep Jesus. Brian Sharp, better known to the world as Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Somebody said... What do you think you are? Some kind of Hotep Jesus? Ooh, and that's I was good. Just like, ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> yes, I do think I'm Hotep Jesus. What's up, people? We back. Another episode of the Griff Report. I'm your host, the Griff Guy, Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Hey. Do me a favor, hit the like button. If you want to earn some income, hit the link in the description box below. Master Focus has uh, an affiliate program. Get your link quick, fast, and in a hurry. Once you get approved, you can start promoting Master Focus and make some money. It has residual income because you get referring uh, income based upon um, how long somebody stays a member of, uh, of Master Focus. So you guys want to earn cash, you want to get some passive income, especially in Biden's economy. I suggest you hit that link in the description box below and join our affiliate program. Without further ado, I'm going to hop right into the Griff Report. Uh, let's see what we got here. All right, so we're talking about Epstein, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I covered this like weeks ago or something like that, but whatever. I guess we'll talk about it again because that's headline news. So here it goes. Let's see what they got to say. It has reached an agreement in principle to settle the Jeffrey Epstein sex predator litigation with the U.S. Virgin Islands with a payout of $75 million. The settlement ends up. Oh, my God. Yeah, what's up with Dom Lucre and putting music behind every video and like. Then putting his watermark on it. Just post a video, bro. We don't need the music, man. Is that like his way of getting past like copyright or something like that? Like, why does he do that? Like, I guess that's his way of saying this is an original video. <sighs> I really don't get why he does this. It's a bruising episode in which each side accused the other of enabling Jeffrey Epstein's abuses and led to a series of embarrassing disclosures of relationships that high-ranking Ben... Oh, I get why he does it. It's supposed to be like adding some dramatic effect and then it's going to get him more engagement. There's some professional grifter shit. Bank officials at the time had with, Ep uh, with Epstein himself, including one former executive who frequented Epstein's private island. Now, the Wall Street firm says the payments will be divided into three categories. $30 million will go to USVI charities focusing on social ills, including fighting human trafficking and sex crimes. $25 million will go to the USVI to enhance the infrastructure and capability. All right, I can't do it with the music. I cannot. I cannot do it with the music. I just can't. I, that might be the last time I play anything from Dom Luke, right? Because that's just fucking annoying as shit, bro. Like, just post a fucking video, man. Like, how hard can it fucking be? Like, does everything have to be a fucking money grift? God damn, yo. <sighs> just post a video, man. Everybody's got to fucking do some sort of persuasion shit. It's just like, bruh, like, just fucking tell us what the fuck happened, man. Anyway, I'll give you skinny on what's going down. Um, as soon as I find my notes. Okay, here we go. So, and maybe I'll put this on the screen. Hold on. <laughs> 
I'll put this on the screen. You guys can follow along. Hold on. Okay, here we go. No. Okay, here we go. All right, boom. So here's a skinny on the JP Morgan situation. We talked about this in the past. JP Morgan, U.S. Virgin Islands, et cetera, et cetera, got lawsuits basically because they facilitated the means for human trafficking. So there's a $75 million settlement going to the U.S. Virgin Islands. That's $30 million for charitable organizations, $25 for combating human trafficking, $20 million for attorney fees, and we still don't know who the recipients of this money were. We don't know who the transactions were. So I don't even know why the fuck this is news. This is not news. Like he just coughed, the JP Morgan just coughs up a check, a check that really is nominal compared to the amount of wealth that they have and the wealth that they control and the monetary policy that they dictate. And the fact that JP Morgan himself set up the federal reserve. I mean, this is just really a nothing burger. I don't understand why this is headline news. They're cutting a check to the U.S. Virgin Islands, but it really means nothing. This this story really means nothing. It really means nothing. It's just a settlement. It's outside of court. Um, also, um, where does it say here? The terms of this settlement are actually confidential. This is right here. The terms of the settlement with Jess Daly remain confidential. So, in June, J.P. Morgan agreed to pay $290 million to resolve the... Okay, yeah, we covered that as well back then. Epstein allegedly died in 2019. I still don't believe Epstein's dead. Did anybody in that chat actually believe Epstein's dead? Do you guys actually believe that? I don't believe that at all. I really don't fucking believe that. You took your massive focus. You ready? That's what's up. That's what's up. Let me take mine now. I ain't take mine. Let me take mine, man. Let me take my master focus now. Get it out the way. Mm. <sighs> now that that's taken care of. There, yeah, there are people who still think he is uh, al still alive. Yeah, I, I think he's still alive. I would, I would, um, I would lean to that side of things. Uh, film says, I think it's more so you can't edit. You'll hear the jump cuts. No, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's. It. I don't think that's it. Please don't. Please don't cop, please, these grifters. Please don't. It's definitely not it. Um, it's the fact that these people want to have control. They want to act like they've created content when really they've stolen content. And then they want to pretend like they've done something unique by adding music to it. Um, and then it becomes an original video. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh... Yeah, so enough of the Jeffrey Epstein shit. Let's get to some real fucking news. Let's talk about this COVID shit. This is the shit I really want to fucking talk about. Hold on. Let's bring this up. We got a couple of sources we got to play here. Play this one. 
this one. And yeah, that's it right there. And then I got some breaking news too. So mm, where should we start? We should probably, let's start here. I think this is probably the most inter interesting video out of this COVID situation that people need to see. Let's take a look at this. Hello from Sweden. What up, Sweden? Tech, I'm a registered nurse. I've been a registered nurse for over a decade. My specialty is critical care, trauma and flight. Um, since the start of the COVID pandemic, I've actually been rebranded, I guess you can say, as a leading expert in early intervention strategies executed on a large mass scale using the FLCCC protocol, as well as um, ventilator, or COVID patient ventilator protective strategies to optimize uh, COVID patients on the ventilators. My story actually begins back in May of 2020. I was one of the original nurses that went to NYC to help with the COVID pandemic, because as we remembered, they needed nurses. And most importantly, they needed ventilators. Well, I was the whole package, a flight nurse that can manage ventilators. And when I arrived there, um, the gross negligence and the medical you know, malfeasance that happened in there and the complete medical mismanagement of these patients is what had led a, has led us to the situation that we're in right now. The pandemic and the hysteria that was created from poor public health measures and poor execution of appropriate early intervention strategies and the handicapping of medical professionals doing their job has led to where we are right now and into the crisis situation that we are in. I will use several key case studies that will represent larger uh, descriptive statistical information for what I'm going to speak of. But when I was in New York, and what continues to happen today is that many of them are not dying from COVID. Now, many people don't know about me is that I'm actually a master's prepared biochemist and I have worked extensively with the HIV uh, virus tracking uh, genetic mutations. So I feel very comfortable going toe to toe with some of these doctors here, although I am not a doctor, I'm just a nurse. But what we saw in these front lines, we knew what was happening. And when we asked for the ibuprofen, they said, no, it was contraindicated. When we asked, like, why aren't we giving them steroids? Oh, well, it's not. We we're just following orders. Following orders has led to the sheer number of deaths that has occurred in these hospitals. I didn't see a single patient die of COVID. I've seen a substantial number of patients die of negligence and medical malfeasance. Now, when Hotep Jesus said that, everybody called me crazy. And I said that. Shaka texted me. What was he texting me? And I said that with pure speculation, just pure common sense and speculation. And, um, well, I guess a lot of it comes from just having prior knowledge about health and, you know, a little bit of information about hospitals and how they operate. But, um, you know, I think what this comes back to is being black. Uh, funny enough. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the, the, with the black community, there's a huge mistrust of banks. And um, there's um, a lot of that has to do with fractional reserve banking and some of the banking practices that were done um, in America that robbed wealth of many people, especially during the Great Depression. But then there's also the hospital, right? And we know about, you know, uh, Tuskegee experiment, right? But, and that wasn't a hospital at all, but you have uh, Killenburg or Muhlenberg Hospital, 
That's here in New Jersey. They call them Killenberg because every time somebody shows up, they kill them. Um, Beth Israel Hospital, a lot of deaths go down there. UMDMJ, that's a, a, a university hospital. I believe there's a couple of hospitals in California and probably various places throughout the United States where black people are actually terrified of sending their family members to. They'll elect to send them to different hospitals as opposed to certain hospitals. So there's a huge mistrust of hospitals, period. Um, in fact, um, my grandmother um, died because of uh, malfeasance and negligence by uh, the hospital, just poor care and just, you know, whatever. Um, so we don't trust the hospitals. So when I get sick, I don't go to the hospital. I've never been to the hospital. I don't plan on going to a hospital. Unless I'm shot or severely bleeding, I probably won't go to the hospital. Um, because everything they do there is pretty much anti-science. So when I uh, saw these people going into the hospital, I'm like, damn, you're actually sending your family members to the hospital? I'm like, oh, my God. That's not going to bode well. You know, I I would not suggest anybody take somebody to, and, and this is not medical advice, you know, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do, but I ain't taking my family members to no fucking ER when they're sick. I'm just not going to do it. Um, I know too much about health to um, to do something that's stupid. But um, when you look at, you know, the fact that the left was saying, oh, Trump hasn't provided enough ventilators. He mm -hmm. hasn't provided enough ventilators. Then the ventilators came down and they found out the ventilators were killing people. Then they got rid of the ventilators and then they started masking people. And years from now, they're going to find out the mask got fucking microfiber plastics, microplastics that are all caught in our lungs and killing us. But it's just very interesting. Hold on, I got another video for you. For you. Hold on, watch this. I, I mean, I think what, what, what the CDC needs to do is they need to tell us who is getting hospitalized this year specific, and who's dying. What are their ages? Um, what exactly are their comorbidities? Did they get a vaccine? If so, when was their last dose? Most importantly, did they take an antivirus? And that's the thing that's in a, a lot of the uh, statistics, or not in a lot of the statistics, is the comorbidities. You know, when this person died, what did they die with? You know, you, you're having a lot of people going to the hospital, um, you know, hypertension, heart disease, um, uh, high blood pressure you know, uh, those type of situations and they go on with COVID and COVID really just makes the primary concern worse. Um, so yeah, uh, comorbidities is not spoken about enough. Which I think uh, Dr. Griffin on uh, his clinical updates consistently makes that point about how we tend to overlook that. Yeah. See, Steph Colonel knows about Killenberg. He know about Killenberg. He's from Jersey. East Orange General. Are they like that too? Yeah. Yeah. What is, um, what's this guy talking about? He says, uh, what? Or poor in general. What do you mean? Or poor in general? What do you mean? What do you mean? Or poor in general? And, um, and who are they? And, and then in, in concert with academic immunologists, I would like to see a sort of a more longitudinal look at how 
frequencies of T cells, especially cytotoxic T cells, are holding up over time. I mean, I'll take myself as an example. I've had three doses of the Wuhan one strain. My last dose was in November of 2021. I had a, a mild two-day infection in, in uh, May of 2022 with what was probably a BA2 strain because that was prominent at the time. I think I'm protected. I didn't get last year's bivalent vaccine. I'm not getting this year's vaccine because I think I have high frequencies of T cells. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, will I would like the academic immunologist in concert with CDC epidemiologists to answer those questions. And also many people say, all right, I understand your arguments, but what's the downside for getting a different COVID booster every year? Is, the, is there any? Right. And actually, that's that's one thing that kind of bothers me a lot is that when people say, well, there's no downside. First of all, any any time you take any medicine or any biological, there's a downside. If it has an upside, it'll have a downside. The downside may be rare. It may be um, um, very rare. Yeah, just like economics, there's always a trade off uh, also with medicine. But nonetheless, there's always a downside. And we're going to find out about this this vaccine over time. It is a novel strategy. We certainly were surprised by myocarditis and pericarditis. And we'll see whether or not over time, you know, when we're five years into this, 10 years into this, 15 years into this, where there's, there's any evidence of residual myocardial disease. Because the reason you have myocarditis is you're making immune response to your own heart muscle. I mean, it appears to be generally transient and short-lived, but there's invariably a spectrum of, of disease. And, and we'll find out about that over time. And, and I think it's perfectly willing to, reasonable to take those risks if the benefits are clear. But the, when the benefits aren't clear, then it's not so reasonable to take risk, even rare risk. So many of you, if you watch this channel, you don't need any convincing about the vaccine. So I don't really have to uh, expound upon that. I do want to show you one other thing, though, here. Uh, shout out to the Conscious RN. This is one of our uh, Hotep RNs. Um, definitely in my network. Been in my network for many, many years now. And uh, leading report says breaking. According to a nurse's testimony, none of the millions of uh, patients with COVID died from COVID. Instead, they died from medical malpractice because hospitals were forced to comply with government commands demands. Uh, which resulted in the deaths of millions of people. And she responds, excuse me, I was fighting for my life when I tweeted this in real time. Who remembers when I said this in a space and Twitter shut the space down? And then she tags me. She goes, I think it was Hotep Jesus space. LOL, do you remember? And I said, I do. She said, they shut that space down quick. And I said, ASAP. I do remember that. I do remember that. We were in the spaces and we were talking and she was talking and she started actually, I don't think that was my space. We were in somebody else's space. I don't think it was sunny. I forget whose, was it my space? I forget whose space it was. I think it was, no, I think we were on clubhouse. Yeah, Twitter Spaces wasn't out yet. I think we were on Clubhouse. And I remember she was talking. And that room cut right out. It cut right out. Because it was, you know, the typical fucking black liberal Negroes who hang on to every word of Dr. Fauci and what the left says. And were like, oh, you know, COVID's real and all this and be afraid and get vaccinated, all that dumb shit. And we were like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, 
studied anything. Um, and she chimed in. She was an RN, and I was so happy that she chimed in because she's an RN. And if anybody's going to talk about, you know, what's happening in the hospital, you know, it's got to be an RN, somebody who saw it. I remember I had a homie. He was a some sort of registered nurse or some sort of nurse, and he called me up and he wanted to argue. Um, but you know, he went to many years of schooling, so th- there's really no point in arguing with people who've been to many years of schooling and think they know everything. So I sort of just had like a 15 minute conversation with him and I just capitulated and said, okay, you win, you got it. We'll see in a few years. That's that's basically how I ended. I said, we'll see in a few years. Well, I haven't heard from him recently. I haven't heard from him at all. He stopped reaching out. He has to also criticize my support of Trump. You know, now that we're in Biden's America and we're seeing all this myocarditis pop up, I haven't heard from him. I wonder how he's doing. I wonder if he's changed his mind yet. Um, but, you know, uh, the conscious RN is, it's a bit different when you go into uh, the medical field with uh, Ayurvedic or Eastern medicine mindset. If you go into medicine with an Eastern medicine mindset, you'll probably go in and learn a lot. If you go in without the Eastern medicine concept of uh, disease and sickness and ailment, you're going to go in and you're going to be indoctrinated and you're not going to learn anything. You're just going to be indoctrinated. So you have to know right from wrong in order to learn. Otherwise, if you don't know right from wrong, while you're learning, you'll be indoctrinated and you won't be learning. There's a difference between learning and being indoctrinated. And uh, yeah, so she tweeted a lot about this during a pandemic. Uh, Black liberal Twitter came down on her heavy and, you know, did the whole dragging or whatever. She continues here. She says, also, hospitals were incentivized. It wasn't forced. Correct. Yeah, people got big paydays. She said they were paid to do this. They received funding, grants, upgrades in infrastructure and equipment. And more importantly, CEOs and board members got a huge raise and tax breaks. Big facts. That definitely happened. Absolutely crazy. So, yeah, um, a lot of kickbacks went down from the government. Uh, In fact, you know, it's basically, you know, you got, I want to say per capita who contracted COVID, you know, your hospital got a bonus based upon that. So if your hospital is getting money to say somebody has COVID, you're just going to say, hey, look, if everybody, if somebody comes in, just say they got COVID. You're going to get a lot, a lot of that type of fraud. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of that type of fraud. Um, hey, don't forget the like button, please. Please, everybody hit the like button. Haram Life said not only did all Jersey private hospitals get first dibs at all PPE and vents, they turned around and sold it for a profit. Oh, man. Killed those people with the ventilators. Killed those. I remember uh, when Donovan Sharp was in a hospital. Donovan Sharp was in a hospital. I'll be with him in Miami for the Conference of Masculine Excellence. I'll be speaking there. But I remember when he was in the hospital. And um, I think his lady had, had his phone. And he was in the hospital and he was doing bad. They were saying like, yo, he's about to die or some shit like that. And I remember sending her a text. I said, yo, do not let him, do not let them put him on a ventilator. Do not let them put him on a ventilator. Do not let them put him on a ventilator. I remember saying that. And she listened. And I'm not saying he recovered because of the advice I gave, but thank God they didn't put Donovan on a ventilator because that would have just been 
it's pretty much the end. You know, ventilators are usually something that you put people on when it's their last few moments and you want family to come visit them and then the ventilator breathes for them. But once the ventilator starts breathing for you, when you take somebody off the ventilator, your body doesn't know how to breathe anymore. Many, many times this happens. Uh, probably more often than not, but you guys can do, do your own research on that. Um, but yeah, they came down on Trump and said, Trump didn't get the ventilators. We need more ventilators. In fact, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go do a, a Google. Let's do a Google. Let's do COVID. COVID ventilators. And let's just see COVID ventilators. And let's just see what's in the news about this. <laughs> All right, look at this. First story that pops up. And the thing is, like, people who knew anything knew not to do this. But they did it anyway. Uh, it says right here, Israel, intub uh, intubation could become a relic of the COVID era. <sighs> right here. So it says here, um, severe COVID patients unable to breathe on their own sometimes need to have tube inserted into their lungs, hooked up to a me uh, mechanical ventilator. Intubated patients frequently are put into medically induced coma. Um, those who do survive face a long recovery period. Readmission rates are high. Around 30% of patients develop PTSD. Um, let me see. Okay. There's nothing in here about that. Uh, viral headline twist study about ventilators. Um, so it says, uh, what are they saying here? A new study found that ventilators were responsible for nearly all COVID-19 patient deaths, right? This is, um, this is from, uh, AP. Let's go to that source. Make sure you guys can see that. Uh, misleading the study being referenced found that a secondary pneumonia associated with, uh, mechanical ventilation contributes to the patient's death when it doesn't respond to treatment. But a study author said that the patients uh, placed on ventilator would have died without the intervention intervention and that COVID-19 is still the primary cause of death. Right. So basically what they're saying is um, you put people on the ventilator and it came down with pneumonia, if I'm understanding that correctly. Um, and I can't I can't trust uh, AP with that. Uh, claims that ventilators cured nearly all COVID-19 are unfounded. This is Forbes, uh, June 11, 2023, right? So what are they saying? Instead, the study was all about VAP, short for ventilator-associated pneumonia. So this is another thing where they don't exactly lie to you they they what they do is they capitalize on mistakes so somebody who thinks there's a conspiracy will use the wrong study which would appears to be happening here so they use the wrong study to back their claims because most people don't know how to read studies so they'll use the wrong study and then the left what they'll do is the establishment i should say the establishment will come around and say look they're wrong ha 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 but you're just saying they're wrong in regards to that one study. You're not actually zooming out and looking at the uh, real effects of what happens, right? Um, 
Let's change the time period. Let's go back in time. Let's do a custom range and let's do, um, let's do from, uh, one, one, 2019 to 1-1-2020. Let's see what happens. St. Paul Nursing Home again cited in death of ventilator. What is this? U.S. doctor rebuilds child sedation. Hold on, let me go to all. Mm. All right, here's um National Institute of Health study. ICU on ventilator mortality among critically ill adults with uh COVID nineteen. Mortality rates have reasons concerned whether invasive medical illness should be avoided. Okay, so here's a study, right? says these high mortality rates have raised concerns as to whether invasive mechanical ventilation should be avoided in the context of COVID-19 to help address growing concern that critical illness and specifically mechanical ventilation are associated with high risk death. We conducted a retrospective cohort study of critically ill patients with COVID-19 across uh, academic health study results. The median patient was da 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 da. They were da 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 da. Hypertension was the most common comorbidity, followed by uh, diabetes. Okay. 9.7% had morbid obesity. So, this is what I'm talking about. Like people are just morbidly obese. Um, uh, I don't know, man, transferred alive from ICU, died in ICU. Remain in the median, median patient dies. Overall mortality. Okay, I'm not even fucking medically smart enough to understand what this says. It says overall mortality among patients who received vasopressors was 33% while 44.5% of 63 patients with renal failure requiring renal replacement therapy died. Half of the patients who received inhaled vasodilator for refractory hypoxemia died. Among the 52 patients who died in ICU, including three patients who had advanced directive to be intubated, da-da-da-da. Yeah, I just need somebody to... I might pop this in the chat, GPT. All right, here's the conclusion. In the COVID, we report that the early mortality overall, and now, while there may be several factors, these results suggest that most patients with acute respiratory may recover even when, okay, even with severe disease requiring. Okay, so yeah, so we're so so basically what they're saying here it says. And this corroborates what we've been saying. It says, in a cohort of critically ill adults with COVID-19, we report an early mortality rate of 25% overall and 29% for patients who receive mechanical ventilation. So you can see here, people who were mechanically ventilated died at a higher rate. And these are all critically ill patients, right? So it's not all patients. It's just the critically ill in this study. 
Um, while there may be several factors underlying these findings, these results suggest that most patients with acute respiratory failure from COVID-19 may recover, even with severe disease requiring intubation and mechanical ventilation. Okay. So sometimes you got to play with Google and, and move around the dates because then they'll just hit you with like new information. Uh, University of California. Here's another study. The unintended consequences of using a ventilator. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Okay, so... Aha. Iron lungs, the gigantic ventilators used during the late 1940s polio outbreak, acted more like human chest cavity expanding lungs as it naturally would. This creates a vacuum effect. By contrast, modern ventilators are more, po are more portable and easier for caretakers to work with. However, they push air into the lungs that is not evenly distributed, overstretching some parts and causing a decline in lung health over time. You see that? You see that right there? This is University of California. University of California.edu, it says the ventilators can cause a decline in lung health over time. So if you say COVID-19 attacks the lungs, right, which is really like a buildup of mucus, and uh, Dr. Sabi and the rest of the hoteps know how to handle that. It says here the ventilators cause a decline in lung health over time. It says what is unlikely that hospitals will... What is unlikely that hospitals will return to the iron lung models. It is possible that modern machines can be altered to reduce injury. Now that we know about excessive strain when air is delivered to the lungs, the question for us becomes how we can improve ventilation strategies by emulating natural breathing. So they want to move away from the ventilators and try to figure out how to improve these ventilators to mimic more natural breathing, which tells you much about the modern ventilators. They're still no good. Um, I mean, I can do this all day. Um, the shocking truth of what happens to COVID-19 patients in the ICU on life support. Why is, okay. In order to, so Dr. Singh says, in, in order to intubate you and put you on a ventilator, we have to sedate you and put you in a coma. <laughs> Sedation requires medications which can affect your body in many ways. For short-term use, most patients do pretty well. During long-term use for COVID-19 care, which could be several weeks or longer, the medications build up in your body and cause all kinds of side effects. Harvey says intubation is never like the way you breathe normally. We're pushing air in and you're breathing it back out. That process is uncomfortable, says which side effects can be caused by the medications given during intubation. Memory issues, problem with weakness, major issues with sleeping and, and weak and wakening. And if you can't sleep, you can't heal, right? Because you need sleep to help heal. Discomfort and pain, constipation and intimacy challenges. Um, mm, what emotions do you see from COVID-19 patients in the ICU? What can I do to stay out of the ICU? Okay. So, again, this is the science that we were supposed to trust, right? Now,
Healthline.com has an article here. It says ventilators can save the lives of people with COVID-19. This is from Healthline.com. Now, Healthline.com is a very suspicious website, and I don't want to get into it, but I, when I was doing some research for uh, Master Focus, I found some very suspicious things on the website. It just seemed very agenda-y. When they talk about the herbs, it was very much agenda-y. It was just like, oh, what about the side effects from this herb and the side effects from ashwagandha? And I'm like, yeah, I cover mad side effects for these herbs, but you don't really tell the whole story, you know? And then they cite, they'll cite a study that's about an extract of the herb and not the whole herb. It was really weird when I was looking it up. Anyway, um... Uh, okay, so there's no information here, actually. Uh, ventilators. Okay, so they do say ventilators also come at risk, such as pneumonia, which we talked about earlier, or lung damage. Researchers are continuing to figure out uh, the best time to start and ventilator treatment in people with severe COVID-19. I mean, we can go all day about the COVID-19 um, and, and uh, these ventilators. I'm going to do one more search. I just want to narrow it a little bit. I'm going to narrow this search to probably like 2019. Let me see. Let's go tools. Let's change. Um, and why did it wait? Why did it? Why did it change my parameters? 2019. Let's go one. One. Let's go 2020. Did I, what did I do last time? Didn't I do, didn't I do like a one year lookup last time? Ventilator acquired pneumonia in COVID-19 patients, mdpi.com. Uh, Phillips ramps up production. So 2019, it was a big rush. So it says Phillips ramps up production in response to COVID-19. So Phillips is, you know, the electronics company, they were producing these ventilators. They even wanted 3D ventilators. So that's why I wanted to do a more reduced look. <clears throat> oh, here's a study. Here's a 2021. Ventilated patients with COVID-19 show airflow obstruction. Um, But yeah, I think for me, this is more personal because I had family members contract COVID-19, go in the hospital and die. Like been good their whole life i wouldn't say good their whole life but definitely no signs of death and then they got covid19 our dumbass family members fucking took them to the hospital and then that was it and then and then the, our dumbass family members turn around and go oh you know uncle such and such died because of covid19 no he died because you fucking sent him in the hospital you fucking dumbass that's what the fuck happened and you allowed him to put him on a ventilator you fucking dumbass you fucking killed our family member you bum that's what the fuck happened. So it's a little personal for me. A little makes me a little angry. Because there's family members that I love dearly that I had to get news of. That I didn't get to spend a lot of time with that I wanted to spend time with. Get some of those stories from what it was like back in the day. Now we can't get those stories because y'all fucking... Send them to the hospital for some fucking dumbass reason. Every time somebody gets sick, they want to fucking go to the hospital. Why don't you stop fucking eating like shit? How about that? How about you just stop eating like shit? How about you fucking learn some science? 
Some real fucking science. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, what else we got in here? Hold on, let me um close out some of these tabs here. Um, I right, let's go into this breaking news I got here. I haven't gotten a chance to look at this, but I did warn you guys about this before about stable coins and uh, stable coins being direct competition to the United States dollar. Well, here it is. U.S. Federal Reserve Bank say stable coins could become a source of financial instability. And really, again, what they're talking about when they say financial instability, they're talking about uh, their uh, inability to compete with competition, their inability to hold their monopoly on money. That's pretty much what this means. Uh, because, um, as you know, um, your money says the term legal tender on it, which basically means you have to take that money at face value. Um by law, right? And um, that sort of just points to their monopoly by law, right? Which says only use our money and any other forms of money shall be deemed illegal, right? So again, stable coins are, are and I told people this before, the stable coins being attached to the dollar was a very bad idea because you're direct competition. So it says here the Federal Reserve Banks of Boston and New York published a staff report on September 26, comparing stable coins such as USDT and USDC to money market funds. Key findings in the report include the observation that stable coins and money market funds follow similar patterns during runs that stable coins could inject instability into the broader financial system. How? Okay, it says here, per the application, our findings show that stablecoins are vulnerable to runs during periods of broad crypto market dislocation, as well as idiosyncratic stress events. Should stablecoins continue to grow and become more interconnected with key financial markets, such as short-term uh, uh, funding markets, they could become a source of financial stability, instability for the broader financial system. Well, that's not entirely false. It's not entirely false. Uh, we have seen, you know, some runs on Tether in the past and de-pegging of algorithmic stable coins. And, um, however, however, if you want to get conspiratorial, you can say those things were created by the establishment. But if you want to just, you know, not go full Alex Jones and try to stay within the, um, not color outside of the lines of what's acceptable to say and what's not acceptable to stay, then let's just say they're correct. Really what it comes down to is again, they don't really give a fuck about us because when we talk about things like market dislocation, financial instability, nothing has proven worse than the Federal Reserve. So really what they're saying is we don't want any competition and we want to continue to extort the public. That's pretty much what this comes down to. Because if we don't fall in line of what the Federal Reserve says from a monetary standpoint, then SEC, FTSC, and all these other different letter organizations, IRS, come and harass you and make life difficult for you because of the extreme monopoly of government money. 
or government-authorized money, I should say. Rudy said Rumble is unstable again today. Is it? Is it all of Rumble? Is it all of Rumble or is it just my channel? Maybe it's something I'm doing wrong. Somebody see and tell me if, if it's just my channel or all of Rumble. Um, what else are they saying here? I want to, I'm going to have to, at some point, dive into the actual document that's published here. Let's see. Hold on. Um, runs and flights to safety are stable coins, the new money market funds. This was posted September 25th. I think this is a link to the document here. Yeah. So I'll have to read this document. It's only like 50 pages. And I'll have to uh, go through it and see what exactly they're saying about stable coins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, let me go to the table of contents and see if there's anything interesting in here. Um, okay, so wait, so they have no table of contents? Wow, okay, that's uh, not helpful at all. Uh, financial asset back stable coins. Crypto back stable coins, algorithmic stable coins. This is probably a good read for many of you to understand um, how the Federal Reserve describes these things called stable coins. And if you never use a stable coin, I'm really concerned for you. Really, really. You're like boomer level. You've never used a stable coin. You're like so far behind. It's like not even funny. You're at least 10 years behind the rest of the world. If you've never used a stable coin before, you're, you're practically like still using a typewriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're practically using a typewriter. Um, yeah, white conservatives really, really, um, they concern me. White conservatives really, it's really concerning because they're so anti-tech that they're going to be enslaved by tech. Like you'll become so, so behind that you'll become a slave to the tech. You'll become so behind that you won't be able to keep up. And this is why the left, I heard somebody say this back in the day. And I talked about this before when um, TBUSA had an event, Brandon Strzok had an event and I uh, went to the Brandon Strzok walkaway event. And, um, I spoke to a gentleman there and he said, look around, what do you see? And I'm like, I don't know, just people hanging out. He was like, no, you know what you see? You see a lot of coffee mugs. And I looked, I'm like, yeah, everybody's got like this thermos, right? It's like silver thermos or some sort of thermos and everybody's drinking their coffee. And he says, uh, do you know what a leftist organization rally looks like? I'm like, nah, what does it look like? He's like, there's laptops everywhere. They're doing all types of shit. And then the first thing that came to my mind was Occupy Wall Street because Occupy Wall Street was like that where there were laptops and cameras and, you know, people are filming and documenting and it was a lot of technology. And it's just like, um, you said Rumble posted something about it on Twitter? Okay, cool. I just want to make sure it's not me because it happened the other day as well. Um, and if you're on Rumble, I guess come on over to YouTube and check me out if you're having issues over there. But it just concerns me when people fall so far behind on technology because it's like 
all you're doing is passing along the power to the next person. And if the left gets the, the technology in their hands, you know, you get the situation like with um, Chad GPT, everybody was saying, oh, Chad GPT is so woke. It's so woke and all this shit. And then Gab does the right thing and develops their own AI. And I'm like, why didn't you guys just fucking develop your own AI? You know, um, I mean, even 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 when we talk about Skynet and Terminator, like like, do you guys watch these movies or you not not pay attention? Because it was machine versus machine at some point. Right. Like they hack Arnold Schwarzenegger and turn him against the new models of the. Of the Terminators. And without that, how do you level the playing field? The only way to level the playing field is tech versus tech. So when they have their tech, their CBDC, you're supposed to have your cryptocurrency so you can still transact permissionless. And the sad part is, in the future, conservatives are going to be the ones, like, mad hacky. They're going to be very hacky. They're going to be using cryptocurrency and all types of cryptographic forms of communication because the deep state and the establishment and the communists will have so much control over communication and money that you guys are going to be fucking, if you want to be free, you'll have to be a tech expert. And, and you'll see that in movies like demolition man, you'll have to be a tech expert. You're going to have to be savvy with some of this stuff. Highway to Steven said, what's up with Rumble issues? Get get used to it. I highly doubt they're going to allow Rumble to exist for much longer. Yeah, I saw something about um I saw something about Rumble getting canceled for, you know, hosting, you know, content that is, I don't know, racist or some shit. I don't fucking know. I don't give a shit. Um here on this Fed report, you also see them again invoking the name Silicon Valley Bank. So this is what we were talking about before. Well, they'll practice poor. So, so I, I did, did a, a, a presentation on this before, and Silicon Valley Bank's failure was not Silicon Valley Bank's fault, right? So let's see what it says here. It says here, and if, so I'm going to tell you what I'm looking for before I read this. What I'm looking for is mentions of the purchase of bonds, okay? Particularly long-term versus short-term bonds, okay? Since 2020, commercial banks have increased their provision of services to crypto industry clients as stablecoins grew rapidly from early 2020 to 2022. They increased their deposits with some commercial banks, okay? Da-da-da-da, bank deposits experienced significant growth along with the market of stable coins. If one of these banks were to find itself in trouble, a stable coin with deposits above the FDIC insurance limit would suddenly be unable to access these deposits and would fail to meet its obligations. This will likely trigger a run by its investors. And that run did happen. Stablecoin USDC found itself precisely in a situation when SVB suffered a run on March 9th and was taken over by the FDIC on March 10. The run on USDC began on March 10 when investors became concerned about USDC's ability to access the cash that deposited SVB. Now, I don't think all of USDC's money was in SVB, but I can't remember their asset allocation uh, table. Uh, from July 22nd, 20, July 2022 through March 2023, USDC listed publicly that it had held part of its cash at SVB. SVB. When SVB collapsed, USDC and investors quickly ran 
shows that after March 10, the majority of USDC outflows likely went to in, went into USDT and TUSD, two offshore uh, asset-backed stablecoins. None that other stablecoins in our example in our sample did not have sizable and persistent dollar flows. Unlike the MMF runs Terra run on USDC, yeah, so significant outflows MMF money market funds. Um, yeah, it's not mentioning any of this. So let me tell you exactly what happened with SVB real fast. What happened with kick? I didn't see what happened with kick. Tell me what happened with kick. Um, is it still up? Is the website still up? Looks like the website's still up. Yeah. It looks like it's functioning. I don't know what happened with kick anyway. Um, so what happened with SVB? Basically what happened with SVB was there's a run in the bank and they couldn't liquidate fast enough, mostly because they had their um, assets held, um, much of their assets held in long-term bonds. And um, you can't, well, you can't redeem as much of your liquidity when you turn in the bonds early, right? So they couldn't get a much of their liquidity out. Now, had they done short-term bonds, it would have been cool. However, they were advised by policy makers uh, like the Federal Reserve um, to hold long-term bonds. So when they held the long-term bonds, it backfired. Now the issue is why were, why were they running into money troubles? Well, they ran into money troubles because the feds raised the interest rate. So technically the feds caused these banking collapses Right. As they always do. The Fed always causes banking collapses. Let's remember that this is like a historical fact. My book is about this Patriot Report Unbreaking. I'm sorry. That's my other book. Uh, Patriot Report Unmasking the Conspiracy of Money and War. You can get that at HotepJesus.com. Hotep, you're a genius. HotepJesus.com. But um, yeah, I mean, all of these things, um, Great Depression are all banker created. All these things are banker created from poor banking practices. You can argue over whether they're on purpose or they're just pure negligence and ignorance or not. But um, the fact of the matter is it's the Federal Reserve that caused these banks to crash as they raised interest rates. Um, and of course, none of that is going to be in, in that um, Federal Reserve filing. Then they'll come around and say, oh, look, these banks don't know what they're doing. So if you want to be, believe the conspiracy, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist, you'll say, well, the Federal Reserve didn't want competition, so they crashed the banks using in, um, increasing interest rates. So they crash the banks and the banks have to dissolve. Then they go to the public. Look, see, the banks don't know what they're doing. It's a stable coins. It's a cryptocurrency market. We have to protect you. And then they'll come out with their CBDC. That's basically how that happens. Um, all right. Let me go to the last bit we have here. Speaking of CBDCs, we have um, former uh, VP of Pfizer warns about CBDCs. Let's see what he's got to say. This is what we must not let them do. When we lose cash, if we lose cash, and you've only got central bank digital currencies, the computer will know what it is you're trying to do before you even do it, and they will prevent you from doing it. If, for example, they say you can't leave your house more than five miles, you try and buy a bottle of water six miles from home, you won't be able to. I'm not kidding. That's those so many reasons why you should retain cash. It's offensive that the politicians uh, uh, believe that they have a right to all of your information at all times. This is what we must.
there's going to be some sort of um so while I was studying money um I ran across uh Massachusetts, the New England, the New England colonies when they issued their uh their uh treacherous fiat, treacherous practice of fiat and then they wanted to um pull that fiat out of circulation because it was such a failed project. Um, they were allowing people to redeem in, you know, fractions of gold or silver, right? So I'm trying to figure out what that looks like today. How would they eliminate cash? And what I think they'll do is they'll add an incentive. So they'll say, we'll give you a five or 10 or 25% premium on all the cash that you turn in. So people start to turn in their cash to get more bang for their buck. No pun intended. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. So you might see that at banks where they try to pull in the cash off the street and incentivize you to do so. But he's absolutely right. You know, um, you know, a lot of these language models even predict what we're able to save. You know, I downloaded iOS 17 on Sunday. Like I said, I would. And it's predicting my text. So which I actually love. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh my God, but, but, but. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm well aware of the dangers of all of this. Um, but the fact of the matter is um, they're going to be able to do this with money. You're going to know exactly your spending habits, et cetera, et cetera. But he's right. They can cap it at a certain distance. In fact, that's already happening with the uh, renminbi in China, and it's happening already with the rupee in India where – uh, you know, certain CBDC aspects are only usable within a certain radius, especially some of the giveaways that they're running right now. Um, what else we got in here? And we're going to open up phone lines. You want to get on the phone lines, dial 202-596-5631, 202-596-5631. Text Hotep in your name to that number. And then I'm going to give you my last little bit of update here. Um... Here we go. It says right here um, for my uh, daily big tech update, AI tool generates home insurance quotes. This is by a company by the name of Openly. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but Google has a huge fund uh, just for AI. And this company is one of them that was funded. So they got a series D. So they're using uh, AI to generate home insurance quotes. Also, Google plans to shut down Google Podcasts in 2024, uh, push everybody over to YouTube Music. I've been saying this forever. Google does not have a single successful product outside of Google search. You'd be hard pressed. Okay. Gmail, Gmail and Google search and sheets. I think sheets. Okay. Docs, sheets, Gmail and search are like the best products that they have. Everything else has been pretty much a failed project. Um, and in the CBDC land, uh, American Bankers Association and independent, I forget what ICBA stands for, independent something bankers association, um, have supported anti-CBDC uh, legislation, obviously because with CBDC legislation, um, the banking industry basically becomes obsolete. So they want to, uh, rescue their jobs, you know? So I would take a look at that article. It's right here. I got it um, pulled up. Hold on. Let me show it to you really fast. The ICBA is um, 
Independent Community Bankers of America. There you go. And um, ICBA says uh, uh, the risks of it far outweigh the far outweigh the uncertain and unproven benefits cited by the CBDC advocates. ICBA and the nation's community banks strongly oppose the creation of a U.S. central bank digital currency, which would disintermediate community banks, reduce credit availability, and undermine consumer privacy. All things we've warned you about in this program before now, the ICBA is telling you as well. Maybe you'll listen, maybe you won't. We'll find out. So. With that being said, let's go to the phone lines, 202-596-5631. Text Hotep in your name at 202-596-5631. And I'll be right back after this short commercial break. 